What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sauce Cast. This is our ninth rep episode. We've had multiple episodes. We're at about 12, 13 now, but it's our ninth rep episode. And today we have the legend, the McKay Richards. McKay, thanks for being here, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. Dude, already shaking his head, already saying he's not a legend. He is the legend. I don't care what he says. Kaiden, what do you think? Is he a legend? Dude, this guy is unbelievably humble, but we all know deep inside, McKay knows who he is. He knows he's the sickest guy around, but he puts on this front of just like humility. I don't know how he does it, dude, but he's he's I'll a teach you for sure. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. He'll give Kaiden a lesson. Yeah. As you guys just heard, we also have Kaiden Hansen, a rip director on here. And so this call is stacked between Kaiden and McKay, tons of knowledge. I'm super excited to interview McKay and to kind of learn what makes you tick, man. Like you, you're an interesting guy. You're unique in a lot of ways. And it's kind of cool. This is refreshing because we have quite the history trying to get you to come to Empower. You finally came. We'll jump into that on the podcast. Also, you're ripping through self-gens. We have a lot to cover today. And before we jump into all of that, we just want to throw out McKay's bio, right? Everyone needs to know who you are. If they don't already know you, here's a little bit of information about McKay Richards. Um, McKay, you truly are like one of my favorite success stories, Adam Power, and I'm stoked to have you on here. You're currently on your second year at Empower, but you're a fourth year door-to-door sales rep. So you've done four years in door-to-door. Dude, that's impressive. In and of itself, that's impressive. Thanks. Yep. On top of that, um, you weren't easy to get here. We're going to tell that story in a minute, right? Trying to recruit you to come to Empower. But some background from that is that you're from Utah. You grew up in Sandy. Um, you went to high school here, and you were a big-time skier throughout high school. You worked at a ski shop. You actually took school online just to get more time on the slopes. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That kind of reminds me of a young Brandon Andre. <laughs> that does feel slightly... Ran an Andre-ish, That's right? what he did back in the day. He almost dropped out of high school just to ski, but must breed success, dude. We got McKay, Brandon. Kind it of does. Were your parents cool with that, McKay? Like, when you're like, hey, guys, I want to take online classes so I can ski all day. Was that okay? Yeah. I mean, as long as I got my classes done. My parents were actually mission presidents in high school. Wow. So for part of high school, I lived with my brother in Utah. Um to do that but my parents were super supportive so i'm super grateful okay. for that where were they mission presidents they were in baltimore maryland okay wow yeah that's awesome and so like we said mckay i mean you were a big time skier you skied through high school then worked at a ski shop and then after graduating high school in 2015 you were kind of lost for a little bit it took you a second to figure out what you wanted to do with your life and you ended up kind of running around with the wrong crowd right <laughs> And so it's pretty cool to see that where you've came from and like that you were in that situation and now you're here. A lot of your friends that you were running with, are they surprised to see how successful you are and who you are based on that crowd you were caught up in after high school? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, yeah, a lot of them are still kind of doing the same things, but it's definitely interesting to see, look back and see how much has changed. For what sure. was your gang's name, dude? Were you guys like the Bloods, Crips, <laughs> Dirty Mike and the Boys? What was the what was the squad? <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on this, on this podcast. <laughs> we'll keep that concealed. <laughs> no, but obviously, no it's pretty cool to see, dude. It's pretty cool to see that you were, I mean, we'll just keep it vague and say partying pretty hard for a few years and kind of under, like, didn't really have a lot of direction. 
and then you decide that you want to serve an LDS mission. Your scene changed. You went to Georgia. You spoke English there, which we'll talk about why that's important too, in my opinion. And you kind of changed your life around. And it seems like the minute you got home from your mission, you were pretty dialed and you were pretty focused. And that's when you jumped into summer sales. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then your first two years of summer sales, you did pest control, both years for a different company. And then after your second, like during or after your second year of door or pest, that's when you got married, correct? So I actually got married right before my second year okay. of sales. Which is a pivotal yeah. part of the story because that's, that's going to come into play after as well. And you end up doing two years of pest control, both for different companies, like we said. And now you're on your second summer of Empower and Solar, which is saying something because this is the first company you've ever stayed with two years in a row. So obviously yeah. something's working here, right? Definitely. Um, and this year has been nuts for you, dude. Like the reason we wanted to have you on the Sauce Cast was because you have been such an incredible rep and leader all year. Just to throw some stuff out there, you've been leading a team all year and it's been one of the most successful teams at Empower, as well as you've been one of the best reps at Empower. This year you've sold around 45 deals with the majority of those being self-gen and your team has been the number one team multiple weeks in a row as well, the last, so let's see, the last nine weeks, you've averaged the best CPR in the company. So, I mean, yeah. that's impressive. Nine weeks in a row, you've averaged the best CPR company-wide. That's insane. Yeah. I think more that's of the reason, sure. I think more than reason, like, that McKay's on here is we haven't heard from a leader of that caliber on this podcast yet. Like, yeah. no leader is having that much success right now. And so it's super valuable to have McKay on. And you know? I mean, McKay, your team is crushing it. Like, we got to give them the credit for sure, right? I mean, I've heard you always say that. Like, yeah, it's my team, my team, my team is great. It's not me. But also, you're leading from the front with 45 deals closed this year. And most of those being self-gen, you're being a great example to your team, obviously, by throwing down big numbers too. Yeah, I appreciate it. And so I think that's only fitting that we kind of hear your story of, you know, how you got here. And then we'll talk about your first year, your doubts, your concerns, ultimately deciding to stay. And now your second year and how much better it's been and why. Guys, I want to take everyone back to two years ago. This would actually be McKay's third year at Empower if he was a little smarter. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, I'm just playing. It would be his third year, but McKay is smart. I was actually personally recruiting McKay with, with Hayden Richards in 20, the fall 2019. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Dude, fall 2019, Hayden Richards decides to come out and sell. He hadn't sold yet. He's like, hey, I'm going to get my buddy, my buddy Hay or McKay involved. Can you talk to him? And so I call McKay and McKay tells me, yeah, I just finished pest control. I had a great experience. Let me hear about Empower and Solar. I pitch you on Empower. I pitch you on Solar in general. You're all in. You're telling me you're going to come. And then last minute, we decided to go sell pests for one more summer. What kind of yeah. happened there, dude? Let's tell us about that from your end. Yeah, so I was dating my now wife. And when we decided we were going to get married, it was kind of scary taking the leap into solar. I knew it was something I wanted to get into, but I also knew I could do good in pest control. And so I, I was scared to, to take that risk. And so we ended up just doing pest control for that year. Just kind of get ourselves on our feet. 
which right. is common, right? I mean, you've already done pest. You're comfortable with it. You know the success you can have. And you come to lunch with me. I'm a total stranger. We went to lunch in downtown Provo together, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to tell you to switch over, to leave pest behind, come over here. You're you're trying to recruit Hayden to sell pest with you, right? Yeah. Because you'd already done it for one year. He hadn't sold. And he tells you, hey, I'm actually going to sell solar. Come here. You heard it out. And you were like, dude, you were 95% convinced. Oh, yeah. I was completely convinced. I even got two of my buddies to come out here. And when Hayden told me about it, I was not even going to try and recruit him because I thought it was such a sick opportunity. I was just a little baby and I was scared to take that, that leap uh, with my wife because we had literally got married and then went straight out to sell. Mm -hmm. And so I was just worried about that. But um, so yeah, that's what happened. Dude, which is crazy too, because I remember this so perfectly because Empower was pretty small back then. Yeah. Like, I mean, Kyan, you had, you were the only team, pretty much, and yeah. you were running 15 guys or 20 guys or something. And so recruits were pretty valuable. I mean, now it's fun, I, like, re I, recruits are still so valuable, but now over one recruit, I wouldn't be so sad. And I remember going to lunch with McKay, calling Hayden, telling Hayden, oh, he's all in, 100%. I know that McKay's going to come here. And then McKay is for a few weeks, he's all in. He's literally recruiting people to come to Empower. <laughs> like, like I'm meeting with McKay's recruits to come to Empower. And then like three weeks later, McKay's like, hey, man, I'm going to go sell pest control. But, have, but keep the recruits, have them. And I was like, what? Like, I've never seen someone recruit for another company successfully and then decide not to come. It was like a shock to me, dude. Dude, not to mention that the recruit you gave us, Gordon Gigi, rest in peace, dude. He... <laughs> was probably the best setter this company's ever seen. Like he's the sole reason that I had a good year in 2020. The goat year, dude, it's still up on the wall. Dude, Kaiden's goat is, year is, is due to McKay Richards. Is due to Gordon Gigi, go. who was recruited by McKay and McKay just left him here, dude. So huge shout out to you. I remember the next year when McKay finally was like, okay, now I'm ready to come out. I met him, I talked to him. Not gonna lie, like got the wrong vibe from McKay early on. It was kind of one of those things where you, when you meet a customer for the first time and you can tell they're a shopper uh, when you're like, ah, oh, this guy's a shopper. I'm just going to give him a quick quote and get out of here, you know, move on with my life. That was McKay. I was like, this guy has no shortage of options and opportunity. <laughs> Everyone wants him. Everyone wanted McKay. So I kind of played the more like, yeah, dude, if you want to come out, it'd be a good fit. If not, not a big deal. So I was actually surprised when it came out, even that second year, mm -hmm. but like to get to where we're trying to get to, you did come out in 2021, right? That was your first year. So yeah, 2021, year. He came out and described that year. Like, what did it look like? Good, bad? How did it feel? Average. I'd say it was average. Um, wasn't anything super special. To be honest with me, to be honest with you, it was uh, it was harder than I expected it to be. I went in with a lot of confidence, and then uh, it was definitely a big learning curve, and it was a different. It was a big change of pace from what I had been used to, but one, and I was also, I was still kind of on the fence about it, even after I got out, um, like, did I make the right decision doing this? And a lot of it, it's all like on me, why it wasn't the, the best year, my first year, but it was an experience that I feel like I had to have to kind of help project me towards the rest of my life. Um, just like it helped me really learn a lot of valuable lessons that I was able to take into this year.
So I'm, I'm grateful for it. But yeah, it was, it was average, I would say. Do tell, dude. What are those valuable lessons? That's crazy. You can't just tease us with that. Like, wh what did you learn? Like, what was the secret? Yeah. So I just, I wasn't all in. I wasn't focusing on self-development. I wasn't learning. Uh, I wasn't being super proactive about getting down different parts of the sales process. And... Um, I was selling deals, but a lot of them weren't getting installed. And then I, guess I just really invested in myself from the time, the end of last year to this year. And I've just fully committed and that's made all the difference. That's insane, dude, because I mean, we'll get into this in the minute, in a minute, but the difference between McKay's 2021 and now 2022 is huge right i mean it's huge how, how how much better of a of a sales rep a person a human being probably a husband probably a leader all of that has changed for a few things that you've done and i think that's probably going to be the answer to our secret sauce question i would guess so his with hit us with the question jake dude it's the famous question mckay the reason you're here is because you obviously are doing something right you have a secret sauce so what is your secret sauce this could be any tips tricks i feel like you are doing that separates you from the rest of the pack? That's a good question. So honestly, I don't really feel like I'm doing anything super special. I would say the biggest thing is I'm just fully committed. I, uh, I've committed to developing myself, learning. I've read more books this year than I have the rest of my life combined. Uh, I, I've just spent a lot of, a lot of time focusing on improving myself and becoming more, more valuable. And that's made all the difference. And then also just doing the things that we're supposed to do. Um, like the quote, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I, feel like Empower just has the system set up for us to be successful. I just dove into that system. And as I've done the things that we learn here, it's been crazy how the system actually has worked. So I'd say the secret sauce has just been just committing to Empower and committing to like lifelong learning. Dude, I love that, bro. I mean, I think that that really shows that you've captivated what it means to be an Empower rep. Like you really have from top to bottom, you have captivated what it means to really not just go through Empower, but let Empower go through you, right? And really change you while you're here and let this experience be something that continually you can draw upon the rest of your life. And it's amazing too, there's so many reps out there that they're in their first year and they're struggling, they're having a hard time, and they probably see numbers like you where you're like, yeah, man, I just closed seven deals last week. <laughs> like, sorry about that. Oh, I just self-gen five deals last week. Yeah, man, I could have done probably more. Like, they see those numbers and they, ha they see those weeks and they're like, dude, I could never do that. Like, I could never hit those numbers. I'm not McKay Richards. I'm not that stud, whatever. But, bro, like, last year you were a very normal average 
average rep, right? Not to demean you in any way or be, or be like condescending, but last year you didn't like go nuts. What made you decide to stay for another year? Like, why'd you come back? Like in the off season, were you tempted to not, were you going back and forth? Did you have other options? Like walk me through that. Dude. And also while you're answering that question, like what was that pivotal moment that made you change? Was it a, was it a certain thing that happened in your life? Was it just because you ran out of options? Was it like, what was it that caused that change in, in mind? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't pinpoint one specific moment, but I just remember last year looking at it and I was kind of, I was blaming the system in a way, like internally, I was like, wow, like solar is not everything it was hyped up to be. But then as I looked around and I see all the people around me killing it in the exact same situation, exact same company, that's when I kind of realized it's not, it's not this company, it's me, you know? Like all these people are in the exact same situation and they're killing it. And here I am making excuses why I'm doing average um, and at times even below average. And so just like driving home from the year last year, I just remember thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I need to do what it takes come out next year and redeem myself I just remember having this huge feeling of like I need redemption like uh, I need to freaking prove that I can do this and it's like if these people can do it then I can do it and so there was never a moment where I was considering not coming back I mean I had friends I still have friends selling for different solar companies but there was no chance that I was ever gonna go switch companies just because I see the valuable things that Empower has and the different resources and just the growth that it's helped me have up to this point and up to that point even just helped me realize that I needed to grow. Uh, yeah, there is never any hesitation of whether I would come back. That's incredible, dude. That's such a cool thing to hear. It seems like it started with humility and then extreme ownership mm -hmm. and then just loyalty came from that. Like yeah. that is insane. That's such a cool, like mental, you know, what's the word? Uh, just mental path journey, to, journey to, to follow and see super cool. Dude. And it makes sense. Like, I think everyone's on that path of you have to be humble. And then once you become humble enough to actually own your mistakes, and then you have to be ambitious enough to actually make changes. And we see it all the time. And so any rep that's listening to this podcast today, one thing I want you to know is I truly believe that year one is your tattoo year, I call it. Whatever you do, it can't, you feel like it's a tattoo you got. And I feel like year two is your redemption year for so many people. A lot of people, there's only one rookie of the year. Right? And there's only one or two rookies that really crush it, or maybe five or ten. A lot do average. I'm like, hey, you still made enough your rookie year that still made sense to come. You still made sense. Yeah. You still made great money. You still learned. You still grew. But year two is where you're like, holy freak, this is a no-brainer. Like, I'm going to make so much money this year. It's insane. And I'm going to grow so much as a human. It's insane. And I'm going to become so much better in every area of my life year two. But year one's the year you tee it up. Yeah. And year two is the year you hit the ball. 
you know? And so I think if you haven't, if right now you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm on my year one. I'm not doing that well. I'm doing okay. I'm making decent money. Just know that year two, you will make three to four times as much if you go all in year two. Do you agree with that, McKay? Yeah, 100%. I would say, like, if you're able to not have to wait until year two to fully commit to that growth, like, even now in people's first year, it's never too early to fully commit. And it's never too late to fully commit. So I'd say even for people having a rough start this year, it's crazy how much of a difference one month can be from the next if you just fully commit. Dude, and everyone should commit now. Like if you're listening to this podcast, commit now, right? I mean, don't, I love what you said. Don't wait till year two. I've just noticed even if you crush it year one, you also four extra income year two. No matter what, you always do four times more. But if you don't have a great year one, you can still have a great year two. But why are you not having a great year one? Right? Like, why are you not having a great year one? What are you doing wrong? Be humble. Have some literal, like, eye-opening experiences where you look in the mirror and you say, man, I need to take extreme ownership on this. I need to be David Goggins. I suck in these categories. And you own it. You say it. Then you ask for help like you did, and you grow. And that can happen in month one. It can happen at the end of month one. It can happen mid-summer. It can happen at the end of year one. It can happen any time that you decide to make it happen. It, it's so interesting to see that we do have a full year of work. Like it's most companies are working a summer mm-hmm. and that, and they don't come to that realization until after the summer. But here, like work block one, if it doesn't go well, make these changes that McKay made and go into block two ready to crush it. That could be that time. It doesn't have to be year after year. Dude. Uh, I remember on my mission, I would always hear reps or reps. I'm calling them reps now. I would always hear missionaries say like, yeah, year two is going to be so much better for me. Like my second year, my mission, I'm going to start trying. And I'm like, what? Like, what did we, like your second year? Like, yeah, by my second year, I'll know more. So I'll start trying. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. But as humans, we do that so often where we just say, hey, I'm not going to, my new year's resolution, new year's goal, right? I'll start January 1. It's November, and I could start now, and it'd be better for me to start now, but I'm just going to start January 1. For sure. So don't be that guy. Don't be that rep. Okay, it's been super cool to see your growth from year two, from year one to year two. And I think Karen had a question for you. I was just going to say, so now that we're here, I mean, you're, you're in the thick of it. You're having probably one of the best financial years of your life, probably one of the best everything years of your life. What does that look like day-to-day? That's what people want to know is what is McKay Richards doing on a day-to-day routine what does that look like? What's bringing him all of this freaking crazy success and his team success? That's a that's a good question. Um, well, definitely trying to be consistent with my daily routine has helped me um, like keep a good pace going. Um, and then just focusing on learning and focusing on like my goals and different things like that. I've invested in different training materials that I study every morning. I invested in like a, <clears throat> a therapist that helps me out with sales and mentality for that. Um, but just my day to day, it's not like I do anything special. We do hit up the sauna and ice bath that we set up at our house. Nice. But yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Just trying to be consistent. I'm a firm believer in 
consistency beats intensity. So just yeah. trying to be consistent. What are, what's kind of like the timing look like? So you wake up every morning. When you, <clears> what, <throat> what time do you wake up? Is it the same time every day? Is it different every day? What's that look yeah. like? Yeah. So I wake up a little bit before seven every day. Okay. I go hit the gym. I get back. I'll make my protein shake. And then I go straight into studying. And so I just like crawl back into a corner and read and study different materials, um, go over training resources. And then, yeah, and then get ready for the day, like prepare the training for the day, look over numbers, do pipeline, spend a lot of time in the morning going over pipeline. And then I'll review my goals and I've been doing affirmations ever since uh, like Brandon's training. But mm-hmm. I think going over my goals, that's been a big, uh, that's changed my perspective a lot. And that's helped me stay super motivated, just reviewing my goals and like why I'm doing what I'm doing, especially when I do have a, some hard days. So, yeah. So it's like a vision board type of thing where you, are just reminding yourself why you do this very hard job, right? Like yeah, why yeah. you push yourself to the point every day that you are frustrated and it's hard. And so how much time do you spend studying every day? Like when you study books or you read books or train materials, how much time does that take? Usually I'll study for at least an hour. An hour just a day. Just going over training videos, reading, and then I'll listen to audiobooks every time I'm driving. Mm-hmm. But... Typically, I'll spend about an hour sitting down studying every day. And then is there an hour of pipeline management after that? Yeah, pipeline management isn't as um, like strictly scheduled, but I definitely, I'm constantly looking over my pipeline management and in the morning, I'll just go over everything that I need to go over, make sure that nothing is being held up that I can fix easily, and then do it that way. That way I don't have to worry about it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then once you finish that, that's when you go to your team meeting and are, is your team having a team meeting every day? Yeah. So we work Tuesday through Saturday okay. and we have team meetings Tuesday through Friday. And is that the same? So what time's that team meeting at? So on Tuesdays we do it at 12 so we can watch the weekly video mm-hmm. and then Every other day we start it at twelve thirty. Okay, awesome. Sorry, and then from twelve thirty to Okay, so by two o'clock you guys are out working, hitting the doors, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then do you work from two o'clock till late at night, or when do you finish? Yeah, usually, well, pretty much every day we'll work from about two or two thirty until eight, or until it gets dark, unless we have appointments. Then sometimes I'll be in appointments till nine. 930. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And most of the deals that you've closed this year, it seems like you're self-genning those deals. I want to hear about that. Like, I want to hear some tips on self-genning. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Do you knock every door? Are there certain ratios you look for in your performance? Like how much time you're spending in appointments? I just want to hear a lot of information about self-genning because you seem to crush that. Thanks. Um, yeah, I definitely focus on knocking doors a lot, especially now that I am self-genning. 
And I feel like I've had to put an extra effort into my daily studies to help me continue to put up numbers. I was worried that once I, all my buddies that were setting appointments for me started closing their own deals, I was worried my numbers were going to go down a ton. Mm -hmm. So I just knew I had to work extra hard. And then I'll try and set all my appointments from like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. That way I can knock that prime time, if you believe in prime time, from like 5 p.m. to 8. And so I really try and set aside those hours for knocking and just Dude, try and hit as many doors. That is can. clutch. So really quick, to recap that schedule, you believe in prime time, which if you don't know what prime time means, prime time is the hours that people are home and they're available, right? It's before they're in bed, after they're home from work. So you said prime time is five to eight, you said, in your eyes? If you believe in prime time, I uh -huh. am not a big believer in prime time. I think any time's a good time to knock. Which I agree uh, with. But I definitely set aside 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. just because that's when the majority of people that have jobs are getting home from work mm -hmm. or trying to help people out that have jobs, preferably. And you, so you close deals from like three to five and like eight to 10 is what you try to do. Yeah. Obviously yeah. it's not always perfect. I'm, some, I'm sure sometimes you have an earlier appointment or appointment that goes late or whatever, but you try your best to knock for at least three to four hours a day. Totally. That's really totally. impressive, dude. And As a team lead, that's impressive. Thanks. Yeah, I definitely try and emphasize on setting a lot of appointments. I'm a huge believer in just the abundance mentality and I'll definitely double book times. And I definitely have to no-show appointments sometimes when I'm in appointments and I'll double book, but just trying to have as many appointments as possible. Just filling the, the top of the funnel. Wow, you are a true rip rep. Dude, that's, I'm just, you know me, dude. I'm just fully torqued right now hearing that about the abundance mindset, dude. Man, top of the funnel. two appointments that, per dude. hour, always <laughs> filling the funnel. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Woo, man. Okay. All right. Hey, McKay, here's a question for you, dude. Let's talk a little bit more about your team. Let's change the subject before I just lose it over here. Nice. Now we're talking. Um, let's talk about the team. I think it's funny and it's interesting talking to you because you're at the top. You are the team that everyone's chasing right now. Everyone's trying to beat Temecula. Like, what do we got to do to beat this team, be in the top 10 every single week? But the real question is, what in the world is Temecula chasing? What are you guys doing to stay motivated? Who are you chasing? There's no one to chase. You guys are at the top. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you going and performing at that level? Lake Powell. It's Lake Powell incentive. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, um, I, I agree with Kyan's question. That's amazing. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I think it has a lot to say about the people that are on our team. I think it's kind of funny. Like, I get the shout outs in the weekly videos and stuff. But in all reality, the people on our team are the ones that keep it going. Uh, it's been super cool. Everyone on our team is super ambitious. Ever since day one, I would, I live with a bunch of them, my wife and I do, walk downstairs and people are role-playing and stuff like that just at night. Everybody is super an ambitious and driven, and they all want to make a lot of money and be really successful. And so I think just having those type of people around 
has made a big difference. And we've even had to let quite a few people go that didn't share that same mindset. Mm-hmm. Can I so, that a little bit? Yeah. And just trying to have, um, surrounding ourselves with people with that high energy and high ambition. Dude, this is what I'm going to tell you right now. If Temecula is number one on the top 10 list again, we are going to say every single rep's name in the highlight video. We're going to mention every rep's name in the Temecula office this week in the highlight video. Dude, just give them that shout out they deserve. Everyone. All right. So mark my they words. If you're number one, we're going we're gonna, to like notice everybody. Say everybody's name. And also, we're actually going to be in the rip region area, the rip vertical area, this weekend for the tour. And so we might actually have to have a few people on the highlight video, maybe show a few friendly faces or something. That would be sick. Yeah. A lot of those to make you That would be dope. One, one thing I have noticed, though, that, that actually brought a ton of success, I think is your guys' team size did go down a little bit, like your rep count. And you guys showed that you trimmed a little bit of the fat, but your efficiency just shot up. Like you guys are selling more deals than you did before with some of those reps on your team. Now they're gone. Now it's your, your volume is, has, has increased quite a bit. Are you a big believer of that? Do you feel like quality over quantity when it comes to rep count? Oh yeah, 100%. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy as I've learned more just about like energy and stuff like that. Um, I've started reading this book called vibe, uh, Mm. that actually Brandon, Andre recommended, and it talked about like energy vampires and just avoiding those kind of people. And our production per rep has gone up significantly ever since we trimmed that fat. I am the biggest believer in energy vampires. That's a real thing, dude. If your roommate or your person you're with every day is dragging you down, fix it. Figure that out. Fix that crap. Dude, I am such a believer in that. And just like Kaiden said, you guys have repeatedly kept having amazing weeks. Like, you guys keep having great weeks over and over and over again, and so do you. And I think that it's because everyone has is on the same page, right? Everyone has the same idea, the same expectations, on the same page for success, what they want to accomplish. So what are some of your goals, man? I want to hear, as we wrap the sauce cast up today, what are some of your goals about sales, installs, your team sells, their installs, team goals, incentives you're going for right now. Talk to me about the future. Let's talk vision for a second. Yeah. So as far as the team goes, our goal is always to have at least a 1.0 CPR, like per rep average um, every week. And then my biggest goal is that all my friends that are out here with us make a lot of money. Uh, My (laughs) personal goal is I want to have 75 installs and then I want my buddies all to come to Mexico at least Mm -hmm. with the 25 installs, Um, which I know, I know a few of them for sure will, but as far as like this year's goals, that's uh. Those are the few major ones. Those are sick, dude. Those are awesome goals to have. If you have 75 installs and everything goes right, I mean, that's going to put you put you where? At price-wise or pay-wise this year, you're going to end at four to 500 grand. Is that right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude, be, is that insane? Like, is that crazy to kind of think about for a second? Does that feel fake? It, it does, but it doesn't. Um, another thing I've, I've just tried, been trying to like envision it a lot in my mind Mm -hmm. and it's almost just become a reality. Like it's what's going to happen. I think that's something that's helped me stay motivated as well. Dude, I love that. There's, if you don't believe it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Like that quote, like if you tell me you can or you can't, you're probably right. Right, right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you tell me, it's probably right if you say it out loud. So that's pretty totally. sick, dude. Yeah, I'm a. There's a quote that I love that if you can't confidently accomplish something in your mind first, then you you won't be able to do it in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that's with insane, that, dude. So we look at we're like here looking at McKay. We're like trying to pull all this information out of him as far as like, dude, what's bringing all the success? What is this? And to me, the answer that keeps coming up over and over again is like, he just expects to win. He believes. Like he just expects to do it. It's it's already set in stone in his mind. Mm-hmm. He already has this vision of something that he's going to accomplish this year. And we're all just kind of spectating. We're all kind of like watching him do it, Im- amazed and impressed. But to McKay, it's just, that's what was going to happen all along. Yeah. Right? Which is cool. I love that. That's a super cool way to probably end the call. Do you, McKay, do you have any last things to say or, or get out to the guys that can just help out? Um, no, I mean, thanks for having me on here. I'm just super stoked to be part of Empower. Uh, yeah, I would just say fully commit. If you haven't already fully committed and you're on the fence, it's almost like commit or just, just leave. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's hard to be successful if you're sitting on the fence. For sure. A fence sitter is not somewhere you want. It's not a comfortable seat, right? Is what I've always said. Like sitting on the fence is not a comfortable seat. And I think that you said it best, like decide if you're in or out and do one or the other, go all in and look around you, dude. Like if you're making excuses for yourself and saying, oh, I can't do it because they don't have a perfect process or not a perfect system or whatever, kind of like you were saying, McKay, like look around. There is people making hundreds of thousands of dollars all around you on your left and on your right that are the same age as you, the same capability level as you, but your effort and your mindset's not where theirs is, right? And so I love that. That was awesome. McKay, we appreciate you. We're going to see you this weekend. I'm stoked to see you in the Temecula Boys. And with that, that is a wrap. That is another SauceCast. We appreciate you both being on here.